comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. This is the PKD Black Box. It's been a while since uh, since my good buddy Donnie's been on the PKD Black Box. Um, I'm glad to welcome welcome him back to the show. He's a once again he's a homeowner. He's one of the hardest working men in America. He currently just came off of a 96 hour work shift. Donnie, how you doing, sir? Good, great, super. You you don't sound super, sir. You sound tired. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Also on the line is a man who for about say about 13 episodes was banned from the PKD Black Box. You may remember him from the disaster that was episode 67, the disclaimer episode. But since then, all beefs have been squashed. Peace has been settled throughout the galaxy. And he is now back on the PKD Black Box. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a podcaster extraordinaire. And he also like has some type of affection for pajama jeans. Ladies and gentlemen, Daryl Taylor. Daryl, how you doing, sir? I, I'm good. I want to thank my mom, and I want to thank God. And uh, I've been uh, ten days sober today. Well, well, congratulations on being ten days sober. And, and and remember, even though the ban has been lifted, I swear to God, if you don't act right, I'm coming through this phone and I'm smacking your ass. All right? <laughs> what? Did I, what? 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 I... <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll just fuck. I'm fucking with you now. Um, the reason why we are together here on this episode. Some of you may know, some of you may not know that Daryl and Donnie do a podcast together called Nothing's On. And Nothing's On is a podcast where they talk about TV, uh, you know, whether it be cartoons, television shows. Every now and then they'll go on tangents and talk about movies or other tangents and other other tangents. But it's primarily about television itself. And they are on their, let's see, they're, they're in there, like, got about 50 something episodes in the can. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, but I enjoy it. I find it funny. Um, I think it's a really good podcast. But the reason why they're on here, I want to talk to them about Nothing's On. But we also going to talk about TV talk and random stuff as well. So let's go ahead and get this started. I'm going to start with um, I'm going to start with Donnie and then I'm going to Daryl or both of y'all can, can, can collaborate on this question. How did Nothing's On get started? This was going to be a Batman podcast from what I remember right here. <laughs> Oh, yes, that is so right. That is so right. We we're going to talk about all the... Well, we got to talking actually through the PKD black box, if you remember all the lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it, the action? No, it was TV shows, yeah, right? Yeah, we, the, we did one on the 80s, 80s action TV shows, and then, we, right. and then we did one on the 90s, but it didn't record right, so we could never use it. So, yeah, go ahead. Right, right. So we got to talking to Daryl, started harassing me over the interwebs after that, and then um, held somebody I loved hostage till I agreed to do a podcast with him. And that no, that's is that taken? Wait, what happened? That's um, I, <laughs> no, we actually were talking about doing a podcast together. We were going to do a, a all uh, Batman eccentric podcast, talk about all the books, the movies, and uh, 
the cartoons that Daryl hates fun. So we wouldn't talk about the 60s TV show because he's a jerk. Johnny M was supposed to be on. And That's right. Yep. Yep. Like Sean Whalen from Raging Bullets. And we were going to try to work that out, but it, it got kind of hopes and dreams and plans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, sounded, and no one, it sounded like a big ass panel y'all was going to have every week. Yep. And then no one wanted to be our friend. So we wanted to talk about TV because neither one of us get off the couch. And there's five million Batman books out. Yep. That became a problem. A little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Right. Just a little bit. So you go from being a Batman, from being a Batman <laughs> podcast to becoming a TV podcast. And, okay, so how do y'all, how do you all judge what shows y'all going to talk about? Um, and, like, how do y'all get so much time to watch all this damn TV? Well, we I, go through a panel of experts. Uh, um, or... We go, Donnie goes, what did you watch this week? And I tell him, and then I go, Donnie, what did you watch this week? And then we go through it, and then we either cram in some shows on, like, Friday or something like that. And then we we, we get to it. Or we do trailers or, like, it, it, it I mean, it, it's not anything we planned, which you could tell when you listen to the show. We don't really plan it. <laughs> what are you trying to say? But it it just works. It it just works by the time Saturday morning comes. Well, at least he's being honest, Donnie. He's at least he's being honest. He's being honest. It's true. And we re- we record very early in the morning so I could keep a tight release on Daryl. <laughs> Usually he's hungover or he just got to bed an hour before we record. Yeah. See that that's that's smart thinking, Donnie. See that that's what a producer does. The producer realizes the strengths in a show and make sure that things stay on task <laughs> good call good call stay on target yep, exactly <laughs> exactly The other thing is, too, is like, uh, I think when we started the show, uh, it was around when all the summer TV shows were starting to come on. Am I right? Yeah, it was. And so there was like a lot of new stuff that was coming out that we would watch together and then talk about it. And then from there, it just kind of naturally evolved into the hot mess that we call Nothing's On. But we, we watch a lot of the same things anyway. I yeah, mean, there's, there's only a handful of shows that Daryl will watch, and I'll be like, no, I'm not watching that shit. And and same thing with him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't get him to watch Revenge to save my life. But there's I, a lot I, of... But I knocked out that... Uh, what did they do? That little teaser where they gave you an episode where they, they tell you everything that's come before. They did that little lost thing. It did nothing. It didn't do justice to that show, Daryl. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, okay. he, show's still a good show, man. I'm not saying it's not. It is. It's just the point of catching up on all of it. Like kill, I like the killing. I'm trying to catch up on the killing on Netflix so I can get to season two. Now I know that Daryl has like, a, even though he doesn't really watch Revenge, he has a strong affection for Scandal. And yes, and but but we'll get to the, we'll also get to that momentarily as well. Now I remember when I started listening to uh, you know the podcast and whatnot, the affection like y'all have for like all these summer TV shows. And what I'm noticing is this summer, 
the original or spring summer shows. I'll, I'll, I'll do it like that. Spring summer shows. It seems to be more of a cutback this year as opposed to like the years in the past. Like say for instance, like remember when ABC had that one summer where they had that show called was it the Gates or the Glades? No, the, the Glades is on A and E. That's a regular yeah. show. Okay, uh, the Gates was the one where it was like uh, Twilight in a in a gated community yeah well supernatural everything it was everything and if they put all the supernatural creatures in in one com- gated community see what happens okay yeah because that was like if you if you knew a werewolf with money <laughs> he'd be living in that community uh, well you had a succubus did all right for himself. yeah a succubus with a good job that's like, right that's right you can live here it was like the Hamptons, but but for but for supernatural folks. Okay, that, that's cool. Like I remember seeing tra- like trailers for it and ads for it, and I never like really had time to get into it. I remember y'all talking about it. I was like, maybe mm-hmm. I need to watch it. Oh, ABC canceled it. Yeah, sure did. It was one of those, I, and I think it could have worked if they put it on another network, which has been a problem. You could watch the whole thing on Netflix. Oh, I can. Oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. I think so. I it used to be on yeah, there. I don't it know if was it's still. On there. Because, like, I remember uh, there was also a show, and this was even years before The Glades, where it was, like, <clears throat> where it was supposed to be basically Grey's Anatomy in space. And it had, um, like, Malik Yoba and it had some other folks in it. And ABC, like, moved it, like, 15 times. And it had, like, I think, like, 10 episodes. And I got to watch one episode. I was like, this is pretty good. Then I couldn't find it again. And so, like, I, I kind of gave up on summer TV after, after you know, after stuff like that happened. But, um... But oh, that was that real slow uh, one where, it, like, it was. It had a glimpse that it was some threat, alien threat that was a part of it, but mainly it was about the astronauts, right, going into space. That's right, I remember. You that. you lost me at Grey's Anatomy in space. <laughs> hey, that's you a- made me. You made me want to slap somebody with Grey's Anatomy in space. That's, that's- I like Grey's Anatomy, sir. No, man, that's but that was the name. I mean, that's that's how they sold the show. Yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, that is how they sold it. And um, we'll get people who love Grey's Anatomy and the Star Wars people, <laughs> and we'll put it together in this show. And, and we'll and we'll give them a touch of Space 1999, and it's called Defying Gravity. Yeah, that's a hundred million episode. Here's a hundred million dollars. Give me two episodes. And I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the synopsis. It says the series was pitched to networks as Grey's Anatomy in space. I'm hanging up. <laughs> and it la- had 13 episodes, and the cast was Ron Livingston from Office Space. Just made my list. Uh, Go ahead. Malik, Malik Yoba are the two biggest names on were the two biggest names on the series. So yeah, there you go. Right, writing that down. Yes, and it was uh, created by James D. Uh, Perriot, who created the 80s 80s television classics Voyagers and Misfits <laughs> of Science. Wow. <sighs> and Donnie is still not happy. <laughs> Sad now. Look what you did. I wish I could just have one pitch meeting. I really do. Just one. Oh, I know. Hey, hey say you. Donnie, you're preaching to the choir, man. You and you know, you know what? And all the good ideas I have, they probably wouldn't take. But I would make up some shit like it's small wonder in hell, and they'd be like, <laughs> and they would go, it. yes, 
give him a million dollars. Do that. Speaking speaking of small wonder, I just read oh, an article no. that there we go. that the kid that played that played Jamie, the, you know, the, the little boy on the show, he uh-huh. he's homeless. That's because people saw Small Wonder wouldn't give him a job. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'd get much work after that show. Is anybody working after that show? Um, no one else is. No one else is working anymore. They all walked away from Hollywood. Oh, with the wow. exception, I take that back. Edie, Edie McClurg, who was the noisy, the uh, nosy neighbor on that show, she still works. Besides that, I can't. I can't tell you about anybody else on that show. I know the black kid on that show didn't work anymore. There was a black kid on that show. Yeah, that was Jamie's friend. I was about to ask you. Yeah, that, that was Jamie's friend. Would show up like every like two or three episodes. I think they gave him like some type of stereotypical name like Reggie. Or black kid on the show. Or black kid on the show. Yes, it'd be in the credits. So and so is black kid on the show. The last time the father worked in TV, uh, he played a major D on a show called Molly for in two thousand nine. <laughs> No, no, not 2009, 1999. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Mm. Well, anyway, anyway, let's let's go ahead and let's get let's put the train back on the track. Um, for those that listen to Nothing's On, you will also hear like a lot of hatred from Daryl um, about about things that ha- you know that deal with fun. And I, I am here. I'm here because I got to ask Daryl this question. I really do. It's been bugging me for like the mm-hmm. longest time. Mm-hmm. Why? Do you hate the Adam West Batman so much? You you got to tell me why, man. It just I, I I can't. And to each their own. You don't have to like it. I just gotta know how can you hate that show? How? Because because Batman is skilled fighter, and he's awesome, and he should not run around with a beer belly like mine, <laughs> getting captured and telling, going through monologues and all that kind of nonsense. Dude, it was, the, it was the 60s. I don't care. Did you, like, dude, go back and look at the 60s Batman comics. They were just as fucking crazy as the TV I, show. I know. That doesn't make it right. Dude, the first episode of the Batman TV series is, like, one of the funniest yet disturbing things you'll ever see on television. Robin gets captured. Batman gets um, like either hypnotized or, or drunk or something like that, and he's trying to get out of the car and trying to tell the police officer that somebody's kidnapped Robin, but he's like really like just phased out and drunk. And there's a piece of me that's like taking this seriously, and there's other piece of me that is really laughing his ass off because that's when he had the poison buttermilk, wasn't it? Yes, I think so. I think. So. Why do I remember that? Why? But, Why? But that was the thing. The whole purpose of that Batman show was that it was supposed to be campy because it's just supposed to fit the era of the comics and they just ran with it and yes they do dumb shit on that show that was that was the whole point it was just fun that's what that's all it was supposed to serve is just to have fun well you know who's not happy about that batman show burt ward why is burt ward salty because he has to do these cons that he hates because he can't get any other job Hey, listen. See, you know what? I, I disagree. I, I, Time out. Go ahead, Donnie. Speak on it. Time out. Burt Ward can't get another job in entertainment. 
Burt Ward could bag a fucking bag of groceries. Burt Ward could stock a shelf. <laughs> Burt Ward could drive a truck. So don't I tell me Burt Ward good. can't get another job. Burt Ward just don't want to get another job outside of entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't have, have Burt Ward bagging your groceries. Yes, you, you the, the hell you can't. We got a we got a Burt Ward where I where I work <laughs> who drives a goddamn truck, and that ain't no lie. <laughs> wow. You know, he's a sixty-something-year-old Vietnam vet. It ain't the same dude, but he still drives a truck. That's right. That's right. You don't see him complaining. Oh, I got to make a living doing cons. Was old ass out there delivering cases. <laughs> Burt Ward get a job, man. Yeah, man. Exactly. I hate when these fucking people tell me that they can't get it. It's because you don't want to come back to the real world. That's why. But but yeah, like, but, better than the rest of us. But yet you still going to charge seventy-five dollars for an autograph. He sure does. And if Burt Ward stayed in shape, Burt Ward could have died, got some more Hollywood work because Burt Ward was a was a, a excellent martial artist. Oh, then that's some bullshit. I'm about to, I'm about to speak on that. What? Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Donnie. I'll let you talk on. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to lie and say he beat up Bruce Lee. No, he did not beat up Bruce Lee. <laughs> that's what I was about to talk about. There was. A- Can I get back to the Tiffany Brissett um, biography I was reading? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. That's that's the girl <laughs> played Vicky on. And go away from it. Oh, we're gonna get back to it. Go ahead. Talk oh. about Small Wonder Donnie. Go ahead. Right. No, no, I was just reading her biography. All right, go ahead. So you gonna no, read it to himself. Oh, you guys interrupt oh. me with all this Burt Ward bullshit. Oh, okay. Get me all mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, this is what this is what happened. This is this is what happened, y'all. All right. There used to be a sh- like a live action TV version of the Green Hornet. Bruce Lee played Kato. And and it was produced by the same people who produced the Batman TV show. So in order, but the ratings for the Green Hornet weren't that great. So what they decided to do, the producer said, you know what, we got an idea. Let's do a crossover episode where the Green Hornet teams up with Batman or meets Batman or whatever. And so, and so before that was going down, Burt Ward started talking shit because Bruce Lee on the set of Green Hornet was so fast because you know he had real you know fast hands fast feet you know he was just a badass and like some people got was just were scared to like scrap with him you know even though it was like all you know all choreographed whatever they're still kind of scared to like scrap with him but Burt Ward started talking shit he was like man I can whoop Bruce Lee's ass I got you know I got a black belt I got this I got that man I'll take his ass out in a heartbeat so Bruce hears about this Mm -hmm. and it's time to film the show Burt Ward is scared out of his fucking mind I'm not saying that the dude pissed in his pants, but he pretty much pissed in his pants. In order, and, and Burt did not want to do like any like major fight scene with Bruce Lee because, especially after talking all that shit. So what the producers opted to do was call their fight a draw, and that's and that's how they basically sorted it out. So you know nobody really got any like you know really cool moves in or anything. I'm like Bruce would Bruce Lee would have beat the shit out of him. Oh, he'd have killed. He'd have killed him. So, uh, but that's that's what that's all about, and that's where we. Mm. That's where we. And I like Green Hornet more than I like Batman. I've watched Green Hornet. Oh, Green, all of Green Hornet was a really great show. I enjoyed it. It's just as campy as Batman, but um, a little less though. It's a little, little bit more darker than Batman. Just a little bit. Plus, the, just a little. Plus, the dude that played Britt Reed was smooth. So yeah, you know, yeah, man, he, he got props. Now, Donnie, would you- why 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 is everything gotta be so dark with you, Daryl? Why can't you just open up your heart and have fun? I don't have a heart to open up, Donnie. Now that, that's a right, that's a fair that's enough. a damn lie. You you are you you's a damn liar. I, you you went to go see that Muppet movie, so don't tell me you ain't got no heart. That's different. 
Oh, oh, it's different. Oh, okay, it's different. Okay, because the lady was involved. All right, whatever. Yeah. That's, that a, that's was, a whole other thing, too. Why you got to oh hate boy, on the damn puppet so much? Oh, because Let the out, mafia is a dangerous place, the, and I swear to God, I will stop it someday. <laughs> Dude, there is no. So this just this just turned into this just turned into from for, we're going to talk about how you guys got started to to <laughs> we trap Daryl in an inter, in episode of intervention and shit. <laughs> it's, it's like okay, you quit drinking, but why do you hate everything you, so much? Why you hate everything I, so? Much? I have clarity, and I know what I know. What's coming? I know. Daryl, there's an old white man outside your house, and he wants to take you someplace. <laughs> I won't get in it. I won't get in it. <laughs> My drinking days, I probably would have, but I won't. So go ahead. Go ahead. Answer your question: Why? Why you hate the Muppets? Because they're evil and they're wrong. They're 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 terrible. The Muppets are horrible, horrible, destructive forces that need to be stopped. And every time I see a Muppet, I just want to take a knife and just gut it. Oh Watch God. the filling drip out of it. You got the filling. I, Yes. Fucking things made out of foam. I don't think there's any filling. I don't care. I want that to drop out of it. I hate the Muppets. That's a lot of hate in your heart, man. See, th- th- and, and, and Donnie, this is why I at least at least once every two weeks, I, I send him pictures of Muppets to his cell phone. Him and Mike. I hate you both for that. <laughs> and like we, I was at a restaurant a couple weeks ago. It's called the Lunchbox. It's a really great r- restaurant, but they have like all these lunchboxes from yesteryear and like toys and stuff all over the walls and like comic book posters and all types of stuff. It's a great restaurant. And at the booth I was sitting at, I look on, look on the windowsill and there's a Muppets lunchbox. And it's got Kermit's face all, all full of smiles. So I took a picture of it and I sent it to Daryl. Ten seconds uh, later, I get a text that says, I hate you. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You watch a lot of TV. Can each of y'all tell me at least one or two shows that you f- that you felt this television season were excellent? And I'm going to start with Donnie on that. Uh, new shows, you mean? Yeah, n- yeah, new shows. Yeah, new shows. Yeah, what- whatever you feel you thought was just fantastic, speak on. Well, I, I did say revenge, but that's just a 40-year-old housewife trapped inside of me. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let it out, Donnie. Let it out. Um, Oh, there's a lot of shows like, uh, but I'm trying to think of brand new ones that uh, uh, Don't Trust the Bee is good. Okay. New Girl is good. I want um, all my shakes Beyonce colored. I want, yeah, that's yes. right. Not that's lighter, favorite, not sure. darker, Beyonce. <laughs> um, wow. I'm, I'm trying to go through because I'm trying to think of the ones that, that are still on. There's a bunch of them that Daryl and I like that are no longer here. Oh, they read the list and they just canceled it. Like every show notes, they just read them and just let us know. They're trying to. I think it's a conspiracy to get us off the uh, I yeah the interwebs because they're I like, what they like it, cancel it. You gotta go, gotta go. What did you think about like say for instance a show like Alphas from Sci-Fi? That's that's Daryl's thing. I never saw it. Okay. Yeah, I I that show did for me what I wish Heroes would have done. Like it, it wasn't scared to be a part of its genre. 
Like it, it didn't try to play with both, you know, it didn't try to answer to both masters, meaning, you know, people that don't like, you know, superheroes type of stuff and people that, you know, do love that kind of stuff. So plus the guy that, that worked on it, he is pretty much a comic book fan. So you can see that it's written like a comic, like they even have an arc, an overall arc in between each individual episode. And it and it de- and then the finale delved into the next threat that they have to face for the, the, the season that's coming up. All right. And one thing I do know about Alpha is I got to see the first four episodes and um, it has been renewed for a second for a second 13 episode season according to some things that I've read that I guess there was an episode where they had a certain character in the series that established that Alphas takes place in a shared universe with Eureka and Warehouse 13. Oh, really? Yeah. I've heard that. I've read that, but I don't remember seeing that episode and I've watched all of them. Um, double check the episode called Never Let Me Go. Um, because from what I've, from what I've been reading, it said like with the inclusion of Dr. Calder in that episode, it basically established that Alphas takes place with in the shared universe with Eureka and Warehouse Thirteen. So double check that episode. And let me know and let me know what, what you get out of that. I mean, but if oh. if that's the case, that's kind of cool. Well, I know that the writers for Alphas and uh, the writers for Eureka, like um, the writer for he did Mister Terrific. Oh, you talking about, uh, Eric Wallace? Yeah, Eric Wallace. They're friends. Okay, they're good friends. So that might be, you know, that that could kind of be true and, and kind of led to them doing that, you know, because they piggyback off each other and maybe they'll introduce characters from, you know, from Eureka since it's, it's over, you know, it's ending and maybe they'll throw them into uh, this show like they did with Warehouse 13. So maybe we'll, they'll do it that way, which is fine. I'm, you know, with with Siffy Network, it's a small network, so you can kind of play with stuff like that. That that you know yeah. that difference between network. Me and Donnie have gone gone away from network television when we started the show. Yeah, we Went did a to, lot of like Falling Skies, mm-hmm. uh, Warehouse West Thirteen. What was the other one? You we we did we did a whole bunch of USA shows. Yeah, yeah, we did. So we kind of got away from that. We, you would hear us talk less and less about anything that was on, on network television until because, recently. Because the major networks don't put anything worth a shit no. on during the spring and summertime. They'll they'll do stuff like uh, they'll, they'll all of a, all of a sudden there'll be like these um, reality shows and shit. All these stupid contests and whatnot, like. Um, like what's the one with Jenny Jenny McCarthy? It's like a cross between The Bachelor and Survivor. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, exactly. That's bad. Uh, I mean, that's just that's just as bad as bad as uh, Fox doing The Choice instead of like The Voice. They call it The Choice. Right. And yeah. Need to stop. That needs to stop. It, it's horrible. I I and I don't even like those type of books. like the kind of reality shows that I find fun. Is like uh, like Storage Wars and and uh, Porn Stars. I mean, Pawn. Mm-hmm. I don't pawn. think that's what you meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, stuff like that where it's a funny little thing. You, you you have a purpose. It's you know, as opposed to well, actually, I do like Housewives of Atlanta a little bit. You should be ashamed. I should. I'm not even gonna try to defend myself. You 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 know what? You were helping to destroy Black America when you watched. I know, 
I'm wrong. I know. I know. I watch Basketball Wives too, so I'm really bad. You, you, you might as well just tell me you go ahead and you watch that Love and Hip Hop show. I I do. I I got to talk to my pastor. You need to talk too. to your pastor and Jesus and a counselor I, because you should, you sorry. should be ashamed on all three accounts for watching them shows. I'm, <laughs> I try not to watch it, but I'm sorry. You should talk to Jesus Jesus's pastor and and his counselor. <laughs> They won't even answer my text messages no more. It's just a shame to me. They look at my my DVR list and they just they just judge me. They put them. It's, it's, they, it's they put them on Verizon block. They was like no text messages from Daryl Taylor. But they're not. You know, it's funny. They're not shows where if they took it off the air tomorrow, I will not miss it. Like they're not like how we used to watch shows. Like Magnum PI. I'm rewatching Magnum freaking PI through Netflix, right? And enjoying it. You know it that's again. right. In Rockford, don't get me started. Yes, and I don't. I didn't have that for a lot of the shows that we watch. I don't have that feeling for a lot of these shows. Once yeah, they're gone, not, it's out of my mind. There's not too many that really. Uh, a matter of fact, um, what's taking place? See, we're gonna have like Falling Skies. It's gonna start in the middle of June, and then you got uh, Warehouse Thirteen. It'll be starting in the middle of July, I think. Yeah. And then, um, uh, what's the one with the CIA agent chick? Which you lost kind of USA. Then, um, what is her name? You're talking about, uh, oh, I know you're talking about. She just got out the academy, the C8, the, uh, what is her freaking name? Covert Affairs. Yes. Yes. Covert Affairs. Yeah, that'll be starting up soon. Uh, Resilient Isles is starting up this, this week. Or is these are the shows that Daryl and I, commonly watch together during the summer the rest of my tv watching time is uh ufc on fox and um that's pretty much it mm. i have been watching america's got talent because howard stern is on it and i wanted to see how uh how that was but in all honesty that's getting pretty fucking old pretty quick you know, well, there's so many auditions you could watch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even Fallen, Scar- even Fallen Skies, I kind of don't. I'm watching it because it's a genre that I enjoy. But if you ask me if I care about the characters in the, in the show, I kind of don't. Well, I want to see what happened because the dude, remember the last season finale? The dude went on board to the spaceship. Remember they took him? I want to know what happens in that ship, but it's not. Right. I care about what happened to him. It's just that no, I'm I used to. What yeah, we we both used to just pile them up on our on our DVR and say like, "So you want to talk about it this week?" Okay. And then yeah, that's it's basically what it is. And I I, I miss having the type of show or even comedies. Like, there's only a few. Mike and Molly um, is a comedy that we both connected to. Yeah. We both really enjoy that that show because of those characters. It's the same thing with the new girl. I really like the characters on that show. Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah, show and too. Raising Hope too. Raising, Raising Hope. Hope is another one. Like it brings back that Married with Children uh, vibe where I used to love that show, and and I still like to watch it. So it, you get some of that, but a lot of it you could tell that the network execs kind of squeeze out anything that you might want to watch. They squeeze out the, the all the goodness and and the fun out of it, and you get stuck with the generic show. Well, that's that's like um, this the past over the past couple of weeks, I've been uh, putting up all the trailers for the fall preview shows that uh, Fox, ABC, CBS, NBC, and even the CW have coming out. 
and out of all those fall previews, there's maybe four shows that I think won't get canceled. I mean, it, it really, especially NBC, just looked like they were just, they're just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks because, especially in the world of sitcoms, because, you know, this year is, is going to be the last year for 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to see how Community does before they even talk about it, but it did get 13 episodes. But they gave it, they, they, they gave it to Kiss of Death because they paired it up with Whitney on Fridays. Right, exactly. And we didn't even really, and we didn't even get into the shakeup where they took, they fired the. Uh, oh yeah, Dan Harmon. Yeah, the yeah. Well, and then. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, they're losing 30 Rock. You don't know what's going on. Big question mark on community, which NBC does not like. And if it wasn't, if they had anything else to go on, that show would be gone. If it wasn't plus for the very fans, cheap. plus is very cheap. Well, to do and not only that, but they're all they can also they get these last thirteen episodes that gives them some form of mark for some form of syndication. So right. that plays a lot into it too. Right, and then and then uh, Parks and Rec. Is I, I think that's on the bubble too. I don't think that's coming back, is it? If it does, it's only getting thirteen yeah, episodes. Parks and Rec they did it with, thirteen episodes. Yeah. yeah, they did the same thing with Community Short season. And even and now even Office fans are telling people to turn telling NBC. All right, enough with the fucking Office already. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, look, I did see a few episodes from this past season, and I did enjoy the episodes I watched. But I'll be honest with you, I'm surprised that show is still on. Me too. And I mean, I don't, and I don't mean that in a bad way because I guess it's still, you know, it's still retaining some form of audience. But you're right, though. The biggest problem with NBC is is that NBC no longer knows what it is. For instance, NBC's strongest rated show is the Sunday night, the NFL Sunday night pregame show, the kickoff show, and right. Sunday night football. That what that's their biggest. I believe that. That's their biggest yeah. rating grabbing. I'm, I believe that. I'm serious because the thing is, their other hits. I mean, Grimm was a hit. Because it was a Friday night show, it was a hit. But if you really think about it, Friday nights are owned by CBS, you know, because they have all the cop shows on Friday nights, and which is struggling too, right? But <laughs> it's still the best out of everything out there. So, yeah. Well, Friday and Saturday nights are the worst, yeah. the worst to put a, a, anything on TV because everybody's out. Yeah, and if and for for Grimm to survive. With decent ratings on a Friday night and get a following, yeah. And you see what they're doing now is they're replaying the whole season of Grimm on Monday night mm-hmm. to try and get even more viewers because you know that just cracks me up because NBC was just like, here's a show we don't really believe in it, so we're gonna put it on this time slot on Friday night. You know, kiss our ass. Yep. And then it started getting that. Uh, I would say like that Buffy Angel kind of cult following behind it. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're like, they look at the ratings and they're like, well, what's this? You know, what we put it on the shittiest night we possibly could. What, what, what's going on? And so now they're like, well, let's put it now that smash and, and that other show they have on Monday is over. Let's put it here. Yeah. So now all the people that were watching that on Monday, maybe they'll watch you know, grim because when I, I think grim, I think smash. When I think smash, <laughs> I think fucking grim. I, I kind of so, do. Y- you know what? NBC, in my personal opinion, never survived. Never rebounded from the writer strike. They never rebounded from the. Ever since the writer strike, 
that network has struggled. Actually, it's str- actually I, I take that back. Its first sign of struggle was after Friends ended. Mm-hmm. How you know? How you know? They're they're questioning of okay, how do we replace? How do we change? Or how do we you know uh, still have an identity after losing friends? You know, first yeah. it was and Cos- too. Cos- when Cosby went off the air, that was the beginning of well, it. Well, that was the beginning of it. But see, the thing is, though, you got to understand, NBC rebounded from that. It took a few, right. it took a few years, but they rebounded from it because they still had Friends, they still had Seinfeld, and even Cheer. and even you know Cheers and stuff like that. They still, no matter what, they always had something every few years. But after Friends went off the air, it was like they never knew how to rebound from that. I mean, Mm because think about it. They tried to do an American version of coupling. Awful. They tried to do all types of things. And they said, oh, you know what? This whole, um, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, The the Apprentice. And then the Celebrity Apprentice. You know, they're like, okay, that's that's a, a ratings winner. Not really, but it's so cheap to make. You know, we could go ahead and use this, and then they okay, that's a hit. So they figured, let's do more reality shows, and then the Biggest Loser, and then all all this other stuff. And I'm like, that stuff doesn't have any lasting quality. It's like ten years from now, I'm not going to go back and watch old episodes of Celebrity Apprentice and Biggest. Loser. Right, right. But see, you know, like the, the thing I noticed about that is I watched Celebrity Apprentice, and and uh, I noticed that this year, when it got down to three people, four people. Oh, hold on one second. Sweetheart, I'll see you in a little bit. I'll, I'll pick up around the house, okay? Love you. All right, I'm back. Go ahead. Oh. And uh, I hope that's in the episode. Um, <laughs> I recorded it. I, <laughs> that's a sound bite right there. Sorry. Between that and then between Daryl going, I have to call my, I have to call my lady friend to hear because she wants. To and and he mumbles it too, real quiet, yeah. real real quiet. And then I'm gonna put them both together in a loop. <laughs> Shut up with a hip hop beat. <laughs> Shut up. And you got to. And, and then you'll just you'll just hear me say, "My wife likes it when I don't talk. My my, my, my wife likes it when I don't talk. My, my. And, and, and you're all you, like, she got to hear me before I get to sleep. She got to. She got to. She got to. Anyway, so what was I saying? You was talking about <laughs> Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. I noticed that like when it gets down to like four people, I don't give a shit who wins. I don't give a shit about whose money gets to charity because it's not celebrities stabbing each other in the back and talking shit about each other in front of a camera. You know what well, I mean? Like after that it, it, dynamic and they're like, we have to get, we have to get this $250,000 for the kids with AIDS. And I'm just like, you know, I don't care about that anymore. You know? Show me Lou Ferrigno twitching every time someone talks shit about him. Like he's going to rip somebody's head off and go fucking crazy in a boardroom. That's what I want to see. I want to see the steroids take effect. <laughs> and, and Lou's head fucking explodes and he just picks up Lampanelli and smacks her face into a desk. That's what I want to see. Amen, brother. Mm, see, Preach it. And yet again, this is why I don't watch reality TV. But no, it's NBC has never, you know, ever since the end of Friends and mm. the writer strike, they've never rebounded. And they had a minor pickup with the office which had a which had a very small first season as far as ratings go because it was a short season it's like 13 episodes or eight episodes if that um it's very short first season the ratings weren't that great but they stuck with it and it became a hit for them and now it's like one of those things nbc's like well we got to hold on to it and and thursday night you know continues they try to make it their comedy night but the thing, and they did for a while. It was their most successful night, right? But well, you can't negate what happened. Also, with the other thing that that really hurt them, I think 
even deeper than all of that was the Jay Leno thing. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I was about to get to that, too. Oh, okay. I, I was about to get to that because when I forget the guy, the guy's name who eventually got fired, they were like, okay, we got to cut costs. We got to cut costs. So let's put on Jay Leno five times a week at 10 o'clock. Oh. And I'm, and I'm, and and then they're like, okay, well, we got this really hot show called Trauma, which is going to be this action show. We're going to put it on Monday nights against Monday Night Football. What? Yeah. What? Smart. Listen, listen. I'll, t- I'll tell you something right now. I know, like you know, because everybody thinks everybody has cable, and that's not really not the case. But if Monday Night Football is on, guess what? Motherfuckers are going to get up out their house, go to like the Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever mm. sports bar there is, and go watch Monday Night Football, and they're not going to fucking watch Trauma. It was one of the dumbest moves, and it was one of their most expensive shows. Why would you put one of your most expensive shows that you know has to have ratings against Monday Night Football? And that was two seasons ago, mind you. And, and then the whole Leno thing, five nights a week. And then you ha- also had Leno five nights a week, big loser, the biggest loser on two nights a week. At times, it was just dumb, absolutely positively dumb, and they and they also they never rebounded from that. So mm-hmm. NBC has a long way to go to redefine what its identity is, and and like Donnie said, with them throwing all this stuff up against the wall, I think Revolution looks like a very interesting show. I would really want to watch it, but this goes back to another point that the, both of you get, both of you guys said earlier in this recording that when you go to Netflix. You will go back and watch Magnum PI. You will mm-hmm. go, you will go back and watch Rockford Files. And I think mm-hmm. the thing is, is that nowadays we have become so jaded by network television, not cable network television, but by we've become so jaded with network television because we feel that exe- that many executives have you know just don't really know what to do anymore, and they just constantly throw things at the wall and don't have any faith in shows for, long, for like, you know, the purposes of longevity, you, we just automatically feel, oh, they're going to cancel that if, after X amount of episodes, so, so why should I watch, and why should I invest in it? And, yeah, there are some exceptions to the rule. Fringe. And, but now, it's, it's to the point where now Fringe, the reason why it stays on, it's not because the network believes in it, it's more of a, okay, it's a cult favorite, and we, you know, we, we can hit like X amount of episodes, we got syndication rights, let's tack on another 13, and that's syndication money, and we're gold. So that's why Fringe stays on. And yet again, that's another Friday night show. So I think if if like, if networks gave viewers the sense of believing that, listen, we're going to do all we really can to sh- show you that our shows are great, and we're going to keep them on. Now, if, if the show sucks, drop it. That, that's it's pretty much that cut and dry. You know, I mean, I, I still, I mean, look, I have no beef with Dane Cook, but I don't understand how he's getting a sitcom on NBC. I do. They're, they're looking at they because he's they, Dane like, Cook, and they don't have any other options. They got a cult following because you look at, like, I don't think they read the the things that happen on TV, and they don't read why it happens. Like Supernatural, they've tried to kill Supernatural. Like I think in its fourth season when they they're moving it again you know the lady put it on the lady that came in in charge of the the, the cw at the time basically was like we're gonna make this the teen soap opera channel and we're gonna kill smallville and supernatural i don't want anything on this show that's not that and they tried as hard as they could and every show they put up in the melrose place a bunch of other uh, no-name shows that they tried to throw up there failed horribly and guess what was still getting ratings no matter how much they switched it around and cut the budget with smallville and supernatural
thing is, Supernatural was only supposed to have like a lifespan of like X amount of seasons, but because it continues to do so five. well, yeah, five, five. Okay. Seasons. yeah, five seasons, but it continues to do so well because the showrunner is no longer attached to the series. The original showrunner isn't attached right. to the series anymore. But yeah, but his assistant took over, like the woman right. that was assisting him to do it. Okay. So it's like she's been around pretty much from the beginning. So and they run closely, like they, right. the showrunner and the writers, the the main ones that he that, that have been on the show. They work so closely together on each arc of the show that they kind of slipped in. I mean, they did falter a little bit in direction, you can tell. But pretty much they kept the tone of the show right. So people stayed with it. I, only thing I remember from Supernatural, because like I've watched, I, I've watched some of season one. Like I said, I'm always behind on watching anything, pretty much. But thanks to Donnie. I know like some of the things from Supernatural when like um, that one episode where the guy's like, we got to kill the fairies. We got to kill the fairies. <laughs> that is some funny shit. Um, <laughs> that and the times where like Donnie will go like start like saying everybody's name and like because everybody just like says like Grandpa Dean and stuff like that. <laughs> that, that shit. Dean. Dean. What about dad, Dean? That was the whole first season. <laughs> so was. Dean, what about that, Dean? Sammy! <laughs> Sammy! You guys are a bunch of idiots. That was season one. Uh, see, the stuff, let's see, and it was things like that that made me want to watch season one, and I did. So, you know, Donnie did a great job in selling me that show. So. Hear that, Supernatural? Brother could use a job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I'm no Jack. purple word, but I can't. <laughs> But no, I, but no. If if network television, I think did a did a better job in convincing viewers that listen, we do give a damn about you. So you know, we're going to give certain shows a little bit longer of a chance to prove to you. It's like with Seinfeld. Seinfeld was awful its first season, ratings wise, awful, god awful, and they let, but they kept it on, and then it mm -hmm. became a juggernaut. So. Right. Same thing happened with uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. It followed Seinfeld, and it was getting a quarter of the rating Seinfeld was. And then when Seinfeld went off the air, and they put that in the time slot, all of a sudden that was a fan favorite. Yeah. People started watching it because they were used to watching that channel at that time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Was there Every any Monday show or that had a high rated? Um, was there any of these shows that that were successful that had high ratings in the beginning? I don't. I don't really think they did. Any of them did. Friends was terrible in ratings. Well, Friends wasn't ter wasn't terrible. Well, it wasn't it wasn't good. It, it wasn't considered good. It was. It, I would say. I would say it was middle middle of the line. Like the first, like probably like ten episodes in, it was like you know middle of the line. But also, it was. Oh, that was also a different time where you could have a full season of a series and it could be mm -hmm. close to thirty episodes. Um, this television isn't like that anymore. And the thing is, is that you know the way network television thinks, and then they're getting better at it. But they got to understand the days of getting massive money for advertising is, you know, it's, it's changed. You might only have like one or two shows that whose ratings are so high you can command top dollar. And and it's just like the whole way we watch television is, is changing. The whole way we watch everything is changing. And so networks, instead of like planning for this or trying to at least understand it like five or five or six years ago, kept saying no we're going to force people to do things the way we do them and in doing so right. they kind of hurt themselves they still do it that way and, they still, well, you're I, right and, and you know what you know what's the worst too is 
what we're with television was lost. Mm-hmm. Every fucking network now has to have their crazy little sci-fi, stupid-ass adventure, lost type of shit, dude. Every and they're getting canceled left and right. Oh, uh, where's Awake going? It's Alcatraz going. I liked Awake. Where's, I did too. Where's uh? Where's um? Uh, what's the one with the oh the river? Where's that going? Daryl was real hurt when the river got canceled. I I was. Now, let me tell you something too. When I saw that season finale, and the trees and the river started shifting like a Rubik's cube, okay, so they can't get home. I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> I was, I was mad as shit. I was like, "Fuck you!" See, have me watch all this shit, and then all of a sudden, you, what's your season finale? Man, you had two episodes. You had the the son get shot and killed and be possessed by a demon, and your season finale is fucking moving trees. <laughs> Fuck you! You deserve to get canceled. It was the magic, Donnie. But every every single like every single lost ish show is just it's done. I mean, just like back in the day when um, D- Daryl mentioned Married with Children, how many Married with Children knockoffs were oh, there man. that didn't last more than a season, season and a half? For, for at least for a good Fox. Life. You can go down a line of Fox and just and just look at all the failures. Sure. That, uh, no, I'll take I'll take you back even 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 further. Like um, when uh, <laughs> when Super Password no. was on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like um, no. Remember the event? Yeah. 2010, NBC had the event. Loved the first episode. I knew that was going to be a piece of shit. And then I got to the second episode. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, come on. I watched, remember, Daryl? I even said it on the show. I watched that shit for 10 minutes. And in 10 minutes, they had six different flashbacks. I was like, forget this. It had no substance. And that's the problem. Like, I didn't care about John Ritter's son. Now, put him back on parenthood. That's what I said. Yeah. Like, he had more life and more personality and and parenthood than he did in this entire season of that. And you can't base it around characters and you not care. You can't just do it on the event and then think I'm going to stay with that whole show. And I don't care about any of these people running around. No. Exactly. But, like, but, you know, you go back to that thing with Lost. Um, there was like a year in like it was 2005, 2006 season of television where everybody said, we got to have a sci-fi show. And they mm-hmm. all put them against head to head against each other. And for the most part, a lot of these shows were really interesting. But because the thing was, because this because we know how network television does. If one person does it next season, everybody's got to do it. And mm-hmm. then it, then it all fails. Um, ABC had a show called Invasion. Um, yep. Let's see. NBC had a show called Surface. CBS mm-hmm. had a show, my favorite, called Threshold, and it had a uh, Carla uh, Gugino in it, and it hot uh, Brett Spiner, and it had Charles S. Dutton on it. Sure did. Oh, you can't go wrong with The Rock. No, no, you can't. you can't. And and the thing is, all those shows got canceled. To which all the all those networks said, "Told you, sci-fi doesn't work in prime prime time." Yep. No, it does work in prime time. But you can't shove all this shit in people's faces. And, well, exactly. You know, and expect it all to work out. And they fucking put Threshold on on Friday. Yep. And that was and, and that was before CBS knew what to do with Fridays. I mean, it's just like it's just like when when Green Lantern flopped, and what was Warner Brothers' excuse? People are getting sick and tired of the superhero movies. Until it fast forward another uh, one more summer, almost a, almost a year to the day, mm-hmm. 
and uh, Marvel sitting there high fiving the mouse, splitting a billion dollars. Yep. Well, look at what happened with the, all these superhero dramas they were trying to put on. They were like, we can't do superhero shows per se that they wear costumes. It doesn't work. It does work. You just have to make right. It just have to make the show good. I mean, listen. What did you see when Avengers came out? And guess what? Arrow. That would have been something they threw out there for a minute, and they would have canceled that in the first episode. Right now, after Avengers, this show is getting every five minutes. There's an advertisement for it online, on TV, magazines, everywhere. Yeah, or, or it just—it's ridiculous because I remember when NBC was promoing the Cape. Oh God! And okay. and. <sighs> You know, and I understand what they were trying to do with the cape. It was like, you know, part camp, part dark, part whatever. But and the thing is, I had no problem with the concept. I just thought the execution was terrible. I, re- I really thought the execution was terrible. And that was the problem. And and because like superhero stuff, can it, you know, superhero stuff can be any form or way you want it to be. It can be serious. It can be dark. It can be campy. It can be fun. It can be all types of things. But it's it, once again, it's all in how you sell it. And I think that the way NBC tried to sell the cape was just awful. As soon as I saw the first, like, two or three commercials for it, I'm like, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover, but I'm like, this looks awful. That was that, that The cape was shit, though. I it mean, was, it was. It was shit. It was terrible. And I watched bad TV at times. It was terrible. Right. Daryl and I sat through Bitch Slap. We did. We did. Y- and we're like, yeah. yeah. Y'all should both be ashamed for sitting through that. Now, I watched two episodes of the cape, and I even said to Daryl, I'm, I'm out. Two yesterday. <laughs> All right, don't judge me. Would you watch? I watched Honey too, oh. and I enjoyed it. God help, I enjoyed it. I almost hit stop. I almost hung up the Skype call. God help me, I, I did. almost hung up the Skype call if you said Honey too. You know what? You know what, Daryl? Fuck you. Right? <laughs> you hear what's wrong with this goddamn country? But Cat Graham. See, that's all. She danced her way out the ghetto. Leave her alone. No, no. See, this is, and Donnie, this goes to my problem. I, you know how you talk about you just wish you had one moment to pitch something to a network, just that mm-hmm. one shot? I want to meet these producers that have this money to make direct to video sequels. You know what? You know what, Sean? I got an idea. Okay. I'm going to throw a pitch out right now. All right. This is. This is where we, we, we have a show where it's a reality show and the camera follows us around. Okay. And somehow we find out who's, who's, uh, watching all these, these straight to DVD, uh, uh, sequels and movies that go straight to Netflix and we ring on their doorbell uh-uh. and we just go, fuck you. <laughs> And then we do something to him. I don't know, because it's going to be TV, so it can't be really too violent. So it would be like the new version of Vinyl Justice? We could, we could just, like, you know what we do? This is what we do. What we, do. we just walk in there like a couple of preschool teachers, unplug their television and their, their Blu-ray player, whatever they're getting this from, and we just turn around and we say to them, you'll get this back when you think about what you've done. <laughs> I agree. Fuck. I'll watch it on my iPhone instead. I will take every device you own. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I really don't get it. I'm like, where's the money coming from? Where's the money coming from for these direct-to-video video sequels? 
I mean, they still they have to have have to have some form of profit. Otherwise, these companies still wouldn't do them. It's kind of like these um, how like Sony has lifetime contracts with uh, Van Damme, Seagal, and uh, Wesley Snipes. They do a direct-to-video movie. I swear, every six months. Not Wesley Snipes. Well, Snipes. It's hard for him to get well, the, he knocked get out the time bunch. off in prison. See, you he knocked right. out a bunch before he went to jail, though. Well, yeah, I know, I know, but he did. Yeah, he knocked out a ton of movies. Yes, he a did a ton. And Sony's like, man, we got a backlog. They got like a backlog. How like all these people like come out with like Tupac CDs every other year. They like had like a backlog of like Snipes movies that just dropped, and it's just. But it just it befuddles me. But it befuddles me. But your idea for that idea for a reality show, Donnie, I will, I can get behind you on that. I co- I co-sign that. We may have to do that, sir. We so the bottom line is, and that's how nothing's on got started. <laughs> and, <there's- laughs> and, um, and we saved America. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> and done. <laughs> <sighs> Before we go, do me a favor. Um, tell the people where they can get Nothing's On. Uh, go ahead, Daryl. You're good at this shit. I always screw I it up. I am? Okay. They, <laughs> <laughs> you can go to uh, the thetailornetwork.wordpress.com and you can check out uh, Nothing's On there. You can also check out the trailers that go up about TV shows that we talk about or... You can see all the uh, little things that we add, like pictures, and like Dean Stahl has done uh, little little pictures of us, um, yes, and our adventures. It's together. Uh, Daryl and Donnie <laughs> go to White Castle. Yes, some some are uh, horrific, and uh, but not the art, just the concept. Not the art, just the story. Just just you can imagine if it really happened. It'd be horrible. But you can go there. You can go to our Facebook group, which we uh, we actively uh, post on. And you can uh, just look up Taylor Network, a podcast, and you'll see trailers and discussions on shows we watch or or anything even from comics to movies to TV. We, we have a good time uh, posting stuff on there every week. All right. And also, for those you know, the constant listeners of the PKD Black Box, I just want to let you know, for the month of July, this episode will post in June when you hear it, but for the month of July, I am taking a month off because I need some R&R. Um, I enjoy podcasting. I love it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break so I can come back refreshed and renewed for August. You're going to get two episodes of the PKD Black Box in June. But one thing we're going to do for July, July we are dedicating to Donnie Salvo and the Tales from the Attic podcast, and we are going to have a a weekly summer craptacular. The first annual, well, I'm not going to say annual, <laughs> the first ever. <laughs> See, I, I realized, I said, you know, I, I work 69 hours in one week. I record with Daryl every week. Uh, I record, uh, what else should I do? Oh, well, let's add more pressure and do... Uh, so I'm not going to tell you what the book is that we're doing for the first ever summer craptacular, but it is a four-issue storyline. <gasps> dun 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 dun. Dramatic. So you have to tune in. 
Yes, and that's going to happen, like I said, this July. Um, so get ready for that. And then in August, I come back with fresh episodes of the PKD Black Box, and then like the schedule will resume as normal. But for the month of June, you will get some PKD Black Box action. You'll get some Tales from the Attic action. You'll get Carol Chronicles action, and all will be good. But um, but guys, uh, you know, thank you for coming on to talk about uh, Nothing's On. And um, Daryl, I will be sending you a Muppet Care package that will have <laughs> the Muppet Show Season 1 and Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas because they're oh, in they're, the River Bottom Nightmare right. Band. Ain't no hole in the wash tub. Ain't no hole I, in the wash tub. I hate you. Just <laughs> know that. Oh, that's a perfect way to end the podcast. Oh, hi. Oh. <laughs>
All right, send me a text when you could give me send me the uh, file because I'm sure you're gonna edit it nice. Yeah, man. Because you know if you give me that file now, I'm gonna leave that shit about what you said to your wife on there. I might, <laughs> I, I might, I might keep it in there anyway. You know I'm gonna. I know you would. I know you would because I know you don't care. I listened to that episode <laughs> where like Daryl was like, I- "I'll be right back. I gotta go," and like start talking. And Donnie was like, "Did you just?" Did he just walk away? Oh, fuck it. I said to Jim, I said to Jim, I said, that motherfucker just really take a phone call? <laughs> I had to take that one. Like his agent was on the phone and shit. Yeah. Yeah, bro. See, my agent. Yeah. It's, and Donnie was like, yeah, I really have to, I really have to take this. <laughs> Donnie was like, fuck it. I'm keeping it in there too. Watch. I, I did. Yeah. I don't edit. I add shit to the front and to the back. That's it. <laughs> yep. Donnie don't care. <laughs> Donnie don't got the time to sit through there and be like, and I do it to myself. I fuck up, but I, I'll leave it in there. I don't care. So, uh, so yeah. Oh, shit, baby boy is on Netflix Instant Watch. Yeah, yo. And on that note, I gotta go. <laughs> I will shoot you in the face. <laughs> Come I will, on, I will, no, women are unstable creatures. You know what? Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! I'm watching just for that part alone. No, you watching for that part? Life is all about guns and butter. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No! <laughs> Donnie ain't gonna get no rest today because of you, Daryl. See? You know what? I, for DC Noise, I'm gonna suggest that's gonna be the next movie we have to do. Baby boy. Baby boy, that's gonna be my pick. You know Keith's gonna be real happy about that. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know what, dude? Go, go ahead. Talk, tell him, tell him, Donnie. Tell him. That's just, I just can't even. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh in this movie, right, Donnie? <laughs> no, I auditioned. They were. <laughs> I showed up with my low rider bicycle and everything. <laughs> with the chrome belt. I want them to insert Donnie selling clothes at the swap. The, the, the swap Hell yeah, dude. Team. I'll be like, I'll be like, socks, eight pairs for a dollar. Make the food too, son. It's off the shit, yo. He'd be, he be the only dude to have a clearance section with Ocean Pacific clothes. <laughs> that would be even better if it was a fat white dude with a mohawk selling fubu. <laughs> For us, buy us, son. For us, buy us, son. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl dead. <laughs> I can't do this no more. I can't. You know, Donnie, that could be our, our, our uh, movie that we do when we got to. We do a little movie for space, but we uh, don't record. Uh, yeah, we can do, we can do bad uh, gangster movies. No, you know what movie I want to find? What? Original Gangsters. Oh yeah, it's got Braxton from the you Jamie Foxx as a as a gangster. Let's it's do that. Got, it got uh, you know what I'm talking about—the one with Pam Greer and. Uh, how can it was on today? Pam Greer, Ron O'Neill, Richard Roundtree. Right, Richard Roundtree. Jim Tree, Brown. Yep. Jim Brown. Hell I believe yeah. That. That's a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I remember. Me- I'm, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm going on Netflix. I'm going to see if that's on there. Niggity Netflix. 
What? You can save it. What do you mean it's not up here? It's actually not up here. You have to save it. No, no. If it says save, that means they don't have the DVD, nor do they have any streaming rights. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What's up with that? Oh, they ain't got shit. Oh, hold what? on. Hold on. But you know what? You going on Amazon right now? Damn straight. And as soon as I put the as soon as I put the G in, Amazon knew I was looking for original gangsters. Hell yeah. I couldn't. They? All right, here's the deal. You can you can get it on DVD because um, it's been out of print for a while. Uh, you can get it new from from uh, some resellers for like twenty six bucks, or you can get it used for eight ninety five. Now what? Now, well, but if you have a V, if you have a, a VHS or VCR, you could get a uh, new copy for a dollar forty three. Get up. You know what? I could buy a new VHS uh, uh, for, for two two dollars. Well, you could buy that deep. You could buy that on VHS and go out and buy a VCR. You still wouldn't break five dollars. <laughs> you wouldn't. I swear you wouldn't. Yeah, man. But no, yeah. Original Gangsters. You get it on Amazon just from some resellers um, for either twenty-seven bucks or used for nine bucks. And uh, it was it was released via DVD through MGM. So, and it's out of print. Get out of yep, here! It's out of print, so at least make it available digitally. I don't know why they don't have it up. They're like, ain't nobody wants to see this except for three assholes on the internet. <laughs> well, that's three more sales than it would have gotten. Hell yeah! You, know, you, I even, I even just checked Amazon Instant Video. Even they was like, nah, son. <laughs> don't even come over here with that. Don't put. Don't come over here with that. Oh shit! I want to see if they got um the last dragon on instant watch. The last dragon is not on instant. Yes, it is. It is on instant video, but it's not for rental. It's uh, you can buy it for uh, you can buy it for nine ninety nine. Daryl have the disc, huh? Daryl, yeah. They got listen to this one, man. It's a movie called Against the Dark. Now listen, after vampires overrun planet Earth, it's up to a special op squad leader to stamp out the bloodsuckers and save humanity in this action thriller starring Steven Seagal. And Donnie, guess what's already was in my queue? Three that weeks. shit got a star and a little piece of a, not even a half, not even a quarter. It's like, it like they accidentally swiped past the second star button, realized it, and stopped. <laughs> this is going to be the movie. I'm going to watch that shit, too. I'm going to watch that shit, too. That's crazy. Oh. Stevie Seagal. <laughs> I knew him, too. <laughs> I'm the one who cut off his ponytail and then gave him that big-ass pillow to put in his stomach. crazy. The woman named Jenna Harrison that's in this movie and I clicked on her name on Netflix and you know what came up? Against the Dark. That's the only thing that came up. Because mm. that killed her. Whatever career she might have had. That's it. It's done. But you can get a used copy of The Last Dragon on DVD for two ninety seven. dollars Oh, I believe that. Yeah, I believe, yeah, I believe that. Wow. Sean, when we were at... Um, wasn't that dude there when we were at um, Pittsburgh Comic Con a, a few years ago? Yes, Ty Mock was there. Yes, he was. Yeah, 
Yes, you see, did. you didn't get to see when, when we went to Philly, you didn't get to see this boxer tell him that his juice, his uh, his uh, special juice wasn't shit. <laughs> she said it out loud across the they were like next to each other thing, and we're walking by and he was like, well, you need blah, blah, blah for this juice. And she yelled across your juice ain't shit. And he ate it. He looked like you gonna say something, and he shut. That, that would have been awesome if he just jumped up from his table and gave her a flying cross knee right her across arms, the head. He, if you could have saw the size of her arms, he sat the fuck down, and he was like, "I'm sorry, ma'am." So he, yeah. he didn't have that glow. No, the glow is gone. <laughs> <laughs> that glow is only gone. at a, a comic convention could someone be like, "Your juice ain't shit." And she sat next to him like, I'm going to be here all day. So not only did I call your juice, it's shit, but I'm here so you can come see me anytime. I'm sitting you, right now. You know what I did? You know what I did? I went and made a list of shit I don't like about you. And I'm going to sit here and talk to you. <laughs> I even rented the table next to you. So you can't even leave. Yes. And I'm just going to sit here and talk to you about it. About how you ain't shit. Nothing you ever did with me. Shit. <laughs> she said it, and she said it like they were related. Like I know you. Uh, you remember me? It was cousin JoJo. Yeah. She he she said it like he owed her money. Yeah. It was like that. JoJo JoJo. And we were all standing right there looking at him because she did it when it was a crowd. Damn. That is. Yeah. That is. Awesome. It, it was sad, poor man. When you got that glow. That's what Daddy don't get no sleep. <laughs> voices in my head. <laughs> I can see you working just with the voices. And then I just then I then I wake up and I turn on the internet and Yahoo News comes up and they'd be like, guess what? John Travolta fuck some other dude. <laughs> I, I just want you to know that all of this is being tacked on at the end of the episode. Good. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. It's being tacked on. But no, for real. Listen, I gotta go because I gotta clean house before before company comes over in a few hours. So uh, listen, y'all have a what good talk. Y- is that gonna be on the show too, Sean? No. <laughs> and I'm gonna, you know, when I record my intro for the the another time, I'm gonna be like, you know, uh, it would have went a little bit longer, but. Uh, Sean had a clean house before company came. And I don't mean like the kick-ass clean house. Like, oh, no. I'm going to go in there and clean house. No, no. Put on an apron. <laughs> he got his Benson tuxedo. <laughs> and then upon finishing, I said, get it your damn self. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right, fellas. Listen, y'all take good care. Y'all need anything. Give me a holler. All right. All right. Not even the front. I'm vacuuming the house today too. <laughs> I'm scrubbing the tub in the bathroom. See, it, so. if Tracy Morgan was was here right now, he'd be like, "See, that's Universal, son. <laughs> <laughs> it's full circle. <laughs> Just, it's, back, I gotta, it's like a Lion King and shit. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that's where Benson played a baboon. <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right, fellas, I gotta bounce. I'll see y'all later. All right. Later. Later, guys. Later. Bye. Bye.